You ready? And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. And per source, per source, per source is all you're hearing over and over on Twitter, on ESPN. Moves are being made. Contracts are being signed. And yes, believe it or not, Brandon Bean is not being cheap in, uh, <laughs> in this free agency period, ladies and gentlemen. Long gone are the days where free agents do not want to be in Buffalo. And let me tell you something. This goes to show you that it is all about the personnel and it is all about the leadership quality that you have in the building. When push comes to shove and marquee free agents are out there, yes, are they looking to be in L.A.? Are they looking to be in New York City? Are they looking to be in Miami? They very well are, but... If we're gonna be honest here, Miami was open for business. New York was open for business. LA was open for business. Yet, Von Miller finds himself in Buffalo. So it goes to show you, home is where your heart is. Home is where you feel you are loved. You are appreciated for your talents. They've done their homework on you. They just don't wanna, you know, put you in there and just think that you can just fit the mold and whatever, we'll see what happens. Quite frankly, you know, as much as I want to believe the mumbo-jumbo that Von Miller was saying, how hard of a decision it was for him to leave L.A., look, at the end of the day, he chose Sean McDermott and Josh Allen over Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. That's the proof in the pudding. Whether you want to paint the picture with Aaron Donald or not, that's what he chose. And it goes to show you that the long-term solution for him was where he felt he fit with his personality, with his skill set, and a coach, and, and people knowing what you are capable of. And the fact that the Bills did their homework so much to where they signed him for a six-year, $120 million contract just goes to show you that this was the guy all along. And yes, I, I understand the, uh, the feeling that we had with you know Chandler Jones and having the roots to Rochester and Syracuse, totally. I felt the same way as well, that maybe um, eventually, you know, a deal would have been made. But when you look at the numbers, uh, he chose Las Vegas for the same number a year that Von Miller chose in Buffalo. So it's something to take into account with that whole deal. And I mean, there's a lot of things that are also going into this fold, right? What are the bills getting out of OJ Howard? OJ Howard uh, comes into the fold being a very speedy, um, you know, very dynamic tight end that just kind of fizzled out uh, due to an Achilles injury against the Chargers, I believe, when playing in Tampa, and just kind of lost his way in the offense as Rob Gronkowski began to take all the reps and obviously the connection that he has with Brady and the trust. So now O.J. Howard is in a situation where he is basically getting ready to start his career anew, and it's a one-year deal. Prove it or lose a deal. And the Bills lose nothing for it, but a little bit of cap room. I think it's an awesome deal. And a guy that they can pair with Dawson Knox on a two uh, double tight end set, and <laughs> both guys can stretch the field. Question is going to be, 
Is OJ Howard going to still have that explosiveness that the Bills are hoping to be able to utilize in the passing game? Because remember, an issue in, in latter years was the situation with the red zone. How can we open up the red zone? And then we started to see things open up. Tight ends get involved. Well, now you got a double tight end set, right? And, and, and now Cole Beasley's gone. Now this is a whole situation where what is left to do? Who is still there? Um, you know, what do you address? How much cap room is left, right? You, you have to look at all these things. And I mean, quite frankly, I was looking at everything from the outside, looking in, thinking to myself, well, it, it's not looking good. Um, and, and, and you're almost, you're, you're still swallowing this pill of what Von Miller is going to be able to do for this defense. And, you know, I think it's going to be a combination of what this whole defense defensive line as a whole is going to look like because now we got Jordan Phillips back. Got rid of Harrison Phillips. Bring in Jordan Phillips. Shaq Lawson is back. I mean, it's it's like this, I guess this was the crew Brandon Bean wanted all along. And finally, maybe got the chance to piece it together the way he wanted and maybe this is what the Bills were looking for. But here is, I think the key in all of this is that Guys, we got all this talent and still so much undeveloped talent coming out of last year's draft with Boogie Basham and Gregory Rousseau. This defensive line might become the best defensive line in the NFL, um, depending on how they utilize uh, you know, their skill sets. You know, it's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, big commitment to Von Miller, obviously looking like you got this. A basically a three-year deal where it's three years on the back end, you know, kind of prove it these first three years and see how far along we can stretch that. But um, clearly there was um, a lot of things that just clicked dynamically when it comes down to what Von Miller felt about the Buffalo Bills. And it's it's going to be interesting because, look, you, you just don't go from Denver winning a championship, right, to LA winning a championship <laughs> and you go to Buffalo. It, it just, in a, in a lot of people's minds, this move doesn't make sense because of the picture we are painted with free agency and the picture that's been painted for so many years. Even if Buffalo had all of this cap room, Brady was there. Even if Buffalo had all this cap room, Miami was there. And <laughs> now that there aren't any proven quarterbacks in either team of the AFC East, it seems as though Buffalo has become the New England of when when those other cities, you know, start to demise in how they're approaching free agents, Buffalo's looking like a hot destination now. You can come here, you can play, you can win, you can be part of something special. And more importantly, you'll be you'll like you'll be you'll become a legend here if you do well enough. As Bills fans, we have seen players that basically are never going to be Hall of Famers are literally legends in our community. Imagine what would happen if Von Miller helps elevate this defense. Just get the Bills to the Super Bowl, right? We're projecting, everyone's projecting the Bills to win a Super Bowl because of this move. But imagine what happens if, you know, he at least gets them there. He's a legend forever. We're back in the talk. We're back in the fold. 
and he gives the Bills a chance. So, you know, I, that, my projection with this move, um, because of I, the, the way the landscape is shaping right now in the AFC, I definitely do feel that Buffalo has a very solid chance at going to the Super Bowl this year. They are the team that I believe have upgraded <laughs> at the defensive line, at defensive tackle, um, specifically to tremendously. And, and we're still waiting to see. You know, I'm projecting they're going to get the Super Bowl. I, I, I definitely think they're going to win it um, because of these moves. The thing is, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bills decide to go about things offensively now because the way it's shaping out, Gabe Davis is wide receiver too. Stephon Diggs is one. Cole Beasley's gone. Isaiah McKenzie basically beat out Cole Beasley, if we're going to be completely honest and real. Um, but I don't know. Are, are the Bills looking at Braxton Berrios? Is he a guy that can that can plug in in the slot and um, you know maybe pick up those little small chunks of yardage that the Bills' offense is used to producing um, to stay explosive? Because... I think the only thing the Bills were missing, if we're going to be honest here, was a more consistent running game right throughout the year and a defensive line that sacks the quarterback more significantly than we have seen in the last couple of years. And, you know, checking off those boxes, obviously you got to wait. (laughs) Things have to kind of almost fall in your lap sometimes. So we'll see how that all pans out. And we still have the draft. I mean, it's looming. And now we have to break down all this news of what is happening in the NFL. And the NFL is absolutely stacked. (laughs) How can you explain this, guys, just to get off topic a little bit here? Devontae Adams to to, to Las Vegas. It it just goes to show you. You want to be, a player wants to be where he is appreciated and he is utilized to what his dynamic is at the ultimate level. And also, they kind of want to stay away from the drama. I'm pretty sure this whole offseason on how it dragged out with Aaron Rodgers, if I was Devontae Adams, just like anybody else, I think they would have been very irritated on how long things stretched out, on how non-team-friendly the contract was um, with Aaron Rodgers. And now Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay on his big big pile of money, winning a whole bunch of nothing now. So Devontae Adams is, quite frankly, <laughs> he's 80% of their passing game. Let's just be completely honest. That's gone, right? Um, so, so you're wondering, you know, the landscape of, of, of what happens in the AFC, right? Let's get back to that here. <laughs> Devontae Adams going to AFC West, I think that's another thing. You, I, I'm piecing together the Bills getting to the point of the Super Bowl. It's like, you got to think about it. The AFC West is now getting to this point. <laughs> it's the most convoluted and jacked up as far as how teams are going to match up in decades. I mean, this is insane. Kansas City may not even win the division now. You're probably looking at Las Vegas winning that division. The Chiefs maybe getting a wild card spot. Who knows now, right? Because the freaking chargers are are charging and 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 you know they're doing their moves at the defensive line not just the defensive line <laughs> also in their secondary with JC Jackson so you got you got Khalil Mack and JC Jackson 
That defense, that whole team is going to be elite. Quite frankly, I, I, I have Kansas City third place in the division going. I'm projecting them in the, into this next season. So it, it's going to be really wild, man. As much as, you know, I want to sit here and believe that Mahomes has all the weapons in the world. He lost Pringle, right? Um, and, and so you're wondering, you know, with the Chiefs are looking stretched really thin now. If injuries hit them, they got no one to back them up. Um, you know, they're, they're, they are in trouble in their division. And, and then you're just wondering how beat up is this division going to be going into the playoffs? I think it's going to be tremendously, um, beaten up versus the Buffalo bills kind of cruising by in their division because they're just three tiers ahead of the Patriots now, especially with that, with that, with them now having JC Jackson and the, just the entire division. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So now the bills basically have no excuse, but to execute this next season and who knows what's next. Here's the thing. We are all sitting here and we're wondering, okay, what else do we need to do to this offense to just take it to that next level? So we're basically checking off all the boxes. All we have to do is execute, get in the freaking Super Bowl and just win it. Well, it, it, you got you got to think about figuring out a more consistent running game. And if that is basically detonating, you know, a uh, uh, dynamite to just start fresh right trade away Singletary, trade away Zach Moss, um you know, after maybe bringing in a guy like Melvin Gordon or something and then bringing in a young guy out of the draft, maybe that's the only way you can do it. If we're going to be real, this offense thrives thrives completely off of Josh Allen completely as who he is and then Stefan Diggs. Everything else opens up from that avenue. The minute Josh Allen decides to run around and make plays, the minute Stefan Diggs cooks someone in single coverage and goes deep, and, you know, just starts to rack up, you know, uh, you know, yak. It, it's just, that's the Bills offense. Just put anything else around that, that just, you know, complements it, then you're good. We can't have these pieces that we're always trying to figure out how to get them involved. No, they need to know how to get involved. It should not be the Bills' fault anymore. And this is the issue that we've obviously had for a long time with this running back group, is what in the hell are they trying to accomplish, Right. Are, are, are we just going to sit here and just say the measuring stick, right? If you're, if you're the running backs coach is to be a 600 yard rusher this season. Great. Just, just do that. Average about three and a half yards, you know, per carry, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if, if, you know, if, if that's what the bills really need. Um, I think they need more. I think they need someone that can potentially come in and, and just pop off a massive run. Um, so, so we're sitting here and we're thinking, and we're trying to figure out who, and look, someone told me Lombardi Lenny, I mean, wouldn't hurt. Would there be bad blood between him and Shaq Lawson? Yeah. Hell yeah, there would be, but who cares? Bring the competition in, force these guys to earn their keep, sign them to a multi-year deal. Just clog up that freaking hole in the canoe that is constantly making it sink throughout the season and just say, okay, we're good. That's how we're going to handle it. We're moving on. You know, that's where I'm standing right now um, where free agency is sitting. Now, Brandon Bean, if you're listening, number one, I titled my podcast Earth 
to being last week. And it's, it's just, if he listened or not, whatever. Guys, I am a firm believer that this organization listens to their fans. I, I don't think they are solely just, you know, blinders like a horse with, with their vision. Like, I really do feel like they are listening to their fans. They are appreciating the fans and they know that their fans are, you know, the Bills Mafia is, <laughs> sure, we don't hold any stock in this team, but we sure as hell help steer the ship. And when we were crying out for someone to freaking convince Bean to make a move, my God, did he deliver. Look, it may not have been Chandler Jones, but if we're going to be real, I don't think Chandler Jones ever wanted Buffalo. You know, I, I, I really do think after looking at the contract numbers, he chose Las Vegas. He did. And let me tell you something. All right. I live out here and it's I, okay. The food is I, it's fun. If you want to gamble and you want to do all the sin city nonsense, whatever. Great. Good for you. But it is not a football city. Let's, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. It's not a football city. Um, you know, I, I definitely think you got people that are coming from California to watch games for sure. Um, and, 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 and the atmosphere is electric. Yeah. Because people want to be here and watch the games and stuff like that. There, there are, I'm not saying there aren't loyal Raider fans here. What I am going to say is you definitely see and feel more of a hockey centric vibe out here. Maybe it's going to change and you know, people are still, they're doing the exodus from California over here, but it just really surprised me for a guy like Chandler Jones. Um, it just felt as though he wasn't really thinking that Buffalo was his priority and more power to him. Good luck with your career. I really don't give a damn. Von Miller's the man just feels like he fits Buffalo Bills DNA, um, in his character and his team attitude and his work ethic and his resume. Hell yeah, let's go. And so now, um, you know, just, just assessing everything, right? Here we go going into the draft and you're just wondering, I mean, if the Bills had this up their sleeve, what's left? You know, um, is it going to be the running back position? Is it going to be someone they can fit in the slot? I don't know. Um, it, it's, it, it's one of those things because of where the Bills stand in the draft. If they, you know, they, they get up to Davis, obviously, at the defensive tackle um, out of Georgia, and they, you know, they sneak up and they get him, that would be very interesting because then you look at, well, why the hell we need Starla Tule then? But, you know, the reality of this situation with free agency is that it's really giving the Bills going into the draft um, a liberty to really assess things with a lot more ease and not putting rookies under pressure in their first year to perform or they feel like they're a bust. You know, I, I think that's something that has happened in, in the last couple of years. If we can be completely honest, we're looking for a guy to make it, a, you know, a direct impact and <laughs> coming out of the draft. That is not realistic. And you look at AJ Epinesa, um, you just, you feel for him, right? Uh, he just, he is who he is. I feel like if we would have had a premier pass rusher um, back when he had come in, you know, into the building, probably would have had a different career. Not a lot of pressure on his shoulders to perform um, and just focus on developing. And I feel like maybe we can focus on that more. I just, I don't see anyone that's really popping out to me as far as being a direct impact, 
uh, running back. Um, I think it was very dirty, what just happened to the Bills, the J.D. McKissick coming out of, you know, the Commanders. Go back to the Commanders and go stink it up. Who gives a damn about you? Screw you, dude. That was so dirty of him. Um, And I know you guys feel the same way, too. It just... I'm speaking for you fans and I'm, I'm, you know, out of my heart too. That was probably the most despicable thing I have seen since the bills had to experience what happened with Antonio Brown. I mean, how do you sign and then unsign? It's just ridiculous. How do you put that out there and then take it away? You don't even have a freaking quarterback. You don't even have a number one option. Well, McLaurin, great big whoop. We'll see what they do in the future. That team's going nowhere. Their name sucks. The bills are back and whoever, just steps over the Bills thinking that they're option C. No, they're option A or B now. They really are. And, um, you know, it goes to show you. Also, goes to show you that Brandon Bean is not afraid to throw around the cheddar. And I was one out of last week that I said, man, I don't know how I'm going to feel if he doesn't open up the wallet a little bit. I mean, come on. Are we going back to Ralph Wilson days? God bless him. Uh, you rest in peace. But look, long are the days. They're, they're gone, right, where the bills need to be cheap. If Mario Williams would have signed to a team like this, do you, could you imagine the havoc that this team would be wrecking on teams week in, week out with him and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Exactly. You just have to stay aggressive, not only on the field as an organization, but off the field. You know, the whole conservative mindset, just there has to be a level of that that just, you know, you have to just throw away. And I think I'm so happy it feels as though the Bills have finally done that. Um, and I tip my hat off to the organization, listening to the fans, considering our opinions. Um, I really do feel like they did. You know, it's it's going to be so interesting to see how this team gels um, pretty soon in the next couple of weeks, we are going to get into the draft, but man, this is, this is hot breaking news. What's going on in the NFL. Um, you know, and you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this, you know, decides to, you know, play out top 101 free agents. I mean, you still have Odell Beckham sitting out there and it looks like as though Odell Beckham was in contact with Von Miller. Von Miller was trying to tell him, come back, you know, come over here and win a chip. Um, it goes to show you there's a lot of respect in Buffalo and, you know, one thing that's, it's, I'm really, I don't know, it's a mystery to me, is the corner position right now. Obviously, with no Levi Wallace, what is the market for a 31-year-old Stephon Gilmore? Would he want to come back to Buffalo also? Uh, is there bitterness there? Is there, uh, you know, a sense of mistrust there? I don't know. But then you got, you know, a, a couple of other guys. You still have Rob Gronkowski out there. Um, you were believing, you know, he's going to resign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who knows? But this is the one that gets me. All right. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. What happens if the bills sign Fletcher Cox? What happens to the bills defensive ceiling? At least for the next two years of Fletcher Cox is on that defensive line. How much money do we have left? I don't know, but I'll tell you, he can still get after the passer and, you know, I, I still do think he's a Pro Bowl player. He's only 31. Akeem Hicks is there. Definitely a strong role player uh, on the defensive line. Um, going down this list. Whoa, here we go. Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Uh, I, I know crickets, crickets. <laughs> I'm going to keep moving down. Um, you know, we'll see how all this ends up playing out. You know, Cordell Patterson became a Buffalo Bills favorite uh, topic, obviously, with, you know, the situation with having a guy who can just consistently return kicks without blowing it or, you know, fumbling, you know, uh, muffing it, whatever. A reliable guy at that position at 31 years old. You know, I, I think he could probably sign for a veteran minimum would be very interesting. Um, and you know, one that hit the market out of nowhere, just weird. So weird. Julio Jones. Um, you know, it, it, it was so odd. He just, he posed a threat every time he was on the field, but it just felt like you just didn't get the, the, you know, the, the, the numbers back from him, which was, I, I think if I'm a Titans fan, I'm very frustrated about, um, but here's another guy we got to talk about here. A slot corner, Bryce Callahan. A lot of guys have some, you know, if ands or buts about him, but you know, whatever, because of his injury history. Uh, you know, I don't know. Getting some depth at that position would be very interesting. Um, and, and you know, we'll see how that kind of pans out. But you know, I'm gonna finish off with a couple more here, and then we'll close out the podcast. So you got Marquez Valdez Scantling, you know, one of those guys that, you know, he he definitely isn't a number one top tier option at wide receiver but i definitely do think at the age of 27 could have a very direct impact um on the field especially depth with that the bills desperately need right now um with uh cole beasley and those third and shorts let me tell you i don't care what anyone says i love that man forever for what he did for third and third and cole i'm gonna miss that for a very long time and i'm hoping the bills can figure that out is that a guy that can help you know move pieces around to figure out how to execute better on third down, we'll see. And then, um, you know, the, the running back position here, I talked about it already with Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, there aren't many guys who can do the three down thing. And, you know, maybe that's what the Bills need. Maybe there's going to be times next year, especially like we experienced, where the Bills are going to have to run the damn ball. Where the weather is going to be atrocious and it's going to make Mac Jones look better than you know, uh, projected reality of the situation is the Buffalo bills have to assess that. And look, Lombardi Lenny, man, you hate him or love him. The guy gets it done. And Melvin Gordon, I mean, he just has that big play sense and, and, and just thing about him that I think, you know, a lot of people have to respect and understand, but ladies and gentlemen, I, I can keep going here for another hour. I wanted to give you just a short little snippet of my perspective. A lot of things are still unfolding. A lot of big names, um, obviously, they're a little higher in age. They're still out there in free agency. We'll see what happens, guys. We'll see what happens. Dom can sue. I mean, I can keep going. I got to shut up, though, because <laughs> I can keep going over and over and over. But for all the first responders there in military, I salute you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you do for a country, um, you know, inside the U.S. and overseas. And to all you Bills fans out there, you know, stay strong, obviously be patient. There's a lot of things that the bills are still um, looking to do, in my opinion, especially at the running back position. We'll see, but um, we'll see. Thank you guys again for listening to buff up a Buffalo rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Let's go bills. <laughs>